Do you suffer from foot in mouth disease? Do you find yourself putting your foot in it, saying the wrong thing, embarrassing or upsetting someone? I know that I spent most of my 20s suffering that from that particular ailment. I'd come back from a night out and replay events in my mind and think what I'd said and think, why on earth did I say that? Me and my big mouth. You see, the tongue is such a small part of our body and yet it can cause so much damage to other people and to ourselves. And yet it also, it also has the potential to build people up and to bring about great healing. So over this month, we're going to be looking in the Bible to find some advice, some tips about how we can take back control of this pesky body part, how we can tame our tongue. A couple of years back now, um, teachers of my middle child came to us and said, look, we're, we're a little bit concerned. We think that she might have some problems with her hearing. We'd suggest that you go to the doctors and maybe get her hearing testing. So that's that's what we did. We took her to the doctors. We got referred to the hospital. We went to the hospital and went to this special uh, soundproofed room where they went through various activities to test our daughter's hearing. It turned out there was absolutely nothing wrong with her hearing. Her hearing was perfectly okay. And when I told my mum about this, my mum went, oh, that happened to you when you were her age. Every year the teachers would come and say, we think Martin has problems with his hearing. You ought to get it tested. You see, that my problem and also my daughter's problem was not my physical hearing. It was just my, our inability to listen. We were so in our own world, so engrossed in what we were doing that we didn't hear what people were trying to say to us. But some people aren't listening, not because they're too engrossed, but because they just don't want to hear. So they refuse to listen because they want to be heard. They want to state their case, to have their say, to win their argument, to prove that they are right. And we see so much of that in our world today, in our nations, divisions, uh, battle lines drawn over race and gender, politics and sexuality, where opinions are entrenched and no one wants to listen. They either put the opposing side on mute or they shout in order to drown them out. So people are quick to speak, slow to listen and even quicker to get angry. See, are you one of those persons? Now, you may not be on the streets protesting. You may not be sharing angry posts on social media. But what about with your family, in your homes, or your friends, or your work colleagues? Are you more inclined to show that you are right than you are to listen? Do you perhaps get angry when you feel people aren't listening to you? Because that's the thing, in, in any conversation, in any argument or disagreement, both sides want the same thing. They want to be heard and they want to be understood. I find that in most cases, that's really what people want. They don't need you to necessarily agree with them. They just want to know that you have stopped 
and listened and you have taken the time out to understand their point of view. And isn't that what you want as well? After all, isn't one of the most sincere forms of respect to actually take the time out to listen and understand another person? In the New Testament, there is a solitary letter, a short letter written by a guy called James. And James uh, was a brother of Jesus. And although at the beginning he didn't really believe that Jesus was the Messiah, I mean, would you believe it if your brother came to you and said he was the Messiah? But as time went on and once he saw Jesus's resurrection, then he became a prominent member of the early church. In fact, he was the leader of the Council of Jerusalem. Nicknamed James the Just, he was known for his outstanding virtue. And in his letter, which is entitled James, it's imaginative, he gives us loads of really useful advice. And towards the beginning of the letter, he writes words about how we should conduct ourselves in our conversations, our arguments, our disagreements, because the reality is that at some stage, we will disagree with other people. So if we're going to disagree, we need to do it well. Let's look at chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 19 and 20. This is how verse 19 starts. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Now, if James the Just, great leader of the early church, says take note, then we should be getting out our pen and paper and writing this stuff down because we know this is going to be gold. This is going to be good stuff. He carries on. Everyone, that's pretty comprehensive. That includes you. That includes me. Everyone should be quick to listen. So in our relationships, being them at home or work, church or wherever, our priority should be to listen. After all, that's what we would like people to do to us, isn't it? We would like people to listen to what we have to say. But often the only reason I am listening to what someone has to say is so that I know how best to reply. I'm in a hurry to jump in, to push back, to have my say. I mean, do you ever feel like that? I mean, that's certainly what I'm doing. I'm too busy thinking of my reply to actually listen to what on earth is being said by the person. So James continues, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. I'm not listening because I'm planning what it is I'm going to say next. But if I gave up my need to reply, then maybe I would actually hear what is being said. Stay quiet. After all, the word listen contains the same letters as the word silent. And if you do speak, then be curious. Ask a question. Ask three questions. Oh, but they'll keep on talking. I, I won't have my say. Well, that is the point. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Slow yourself down. There is no rush. See, Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says that habit number five 
is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Make understanding your number one priority. Because the reality is, as I've already mentioned, everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be understood. Because everything everyone does makes sense to them. Everything everyone says makes sense to them. And everything everyone believes makes sense to them. That's true for you and it's true for me. But my understanding, my frame of reference is constrained by my experiences, by my education, by my upbringing. And too often when someone comes along and questions that, I, I get annoyed, I get angry, I, I bite back. And I want to prove that my frame of reference is valid, that it is true, that it is worth something. But if you listen carefully, if you explore deeper, if you hold back from sharing your views, then there is a reduced chance that you are going to go and lose your temper. See, James continues, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. By angry, I mean drawing hasty conclusions that will potentially ruin the relationship and push you apart rather than bring about mutual respect and understanding. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because, verse 20, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, getting angry may produce the results I want. The louder I am, the more persuasive the are my argument, the more forceful I am with my views and the more likely that the other person is either going to be persuaded or concede. I know I'm right. I want you to know I'm right. I want everyone to know that I am right. But I can win the argument but lose the person. I can be heard, but the relationship is broken and a rift has developed and now we are more divided than ever. See, that is not the righteousness, the being right that God requires. In God's eyes, righteousness, being right, is about relationship with others, peace and unity, mutual love and respect. Humility, submission, putting others' needs before our own, showing love. The more we push to be heard, to be right, the less we are right in God's eyes. By being right, we end up being wrong. American psychologist Carl Rogers said these words, we think we listen, but very rarely do we listen with real understanding, true empathy. Yet listening of this very special kind is one of the most potent forces for change that I know. See, actually listening to someone requires us putting our ego to one side. It means sacrificing the need to be 
heard, to be right. Truly listening requires us to be silent, to be curious, to be empathic. And by that I mean listening and understanding how another person is feeling, not reading another person's minds. See, if you can listen like that in any context, be it social media or the workplace or the home with friends or families, just imagine the change that you can bring about. Not only will it mend broken relationships and heal rifts and divisions, it will make you a better person. More knowledgeable, less irritable, more loving, more like Jesus.